Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the relaunched El Tri Online podcast. Uh, today, uh, you have myself, uh, Luis Perez, uh, usually from El Paso, Texas. I am joining you from San Antonio, Texas today. With me today, like always, we have El Jefe, Joe Rodriguez. How you doing, Joe? Hey, what's up, Luis? Uh, how's everything out there in Texas? Oh, man, it doesn't matter where you move in Texas. Uh, it's still hot. Just the humidity level rises a little bit when you move further further to the middle. And it takes forever, <laughs> it takes forever to get everywhere. Yep. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. And also on the call, join us for the first time, one of the newest members to El Tri Online, uh, Luis Bravo. Bravo, how's it going, man? Good, good. Good, Luis. How are you guys doing? Hey, Joe. What's up, Luis? Hey, hey uh, I, I, I'm going to call you out really quick, uh, <laughs> Mr. Perez. So, Bravo, I wouldn't call him one of the newest members. He's actually been through the, through, uh, you know, the struggles, and uh, he's done his fair share of work. So I think that's like a little, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that uh, Mr. Bravo gets his credit, all right? <laughs> all right. Let me go ahead and make the, uh, the adjustment there. Uh, new to the podcast. Yeah, thank uh, you. Sounds better, way better. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot better. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys feel like jumping into it already? Let's yeah. do it, man. Let's go. A lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of shit that we need to talk about this weekend, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, especially since we haven't done one of these in a while. So let's just get right into it. Uh, Bravo, uh, you made, did the article on the uh, America Monterrey game as the game of the, the week for uh, El Pion Online. Um, good article, by the way, again, uh, on El Tri Online, go ahead and make sure you guys check it out. Uh, what did you think of the match, man? Yeah, man, it was, it was honestly a really amazing, intense match. Um, since the beginning, both teams were attacking. It pretty much seemed just like a, a more offensive game more than anything. D didn't even seem like the defenders were trying to play at all. Uh, <laughs> we had, but literally the four first four goals were within the first 30 minutes of the game. It was pretty crazy. I mean, you got America leading 1-0 and then uh, Monterrey coming back. Excuse me, it was Monterrey actually that scored the first one. And then America coming back with two goals like in the next like three minutes. And then Monterrey tying the game 2-2 in the 30th minute around there. It was pretty intense. I don't know if you guys were able to watch the game, catch any of the highlights. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh... – America really, really showed that they're going to be contending and they're going to be a team uh, to be reckoned with, man. Um, so it's interesting to see, you know, th them like come out on fire against a really good Monterrey side, you know. Um, and I know that we're going to be getting, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Alvarez a little bit later, but I mean, uh, it just seemed like that they didn't miss a beat. And it's also going to be interesting to see, like, you know, how uh, Gio, once he comes in, whether that turns out to be a good thing or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of, big, one of the big guys missing, again, was uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, who did sign uh, with America, not playing this game. Uh, Bravo, do you think we'll see him next game, or do you think uh, Herrera's not going to rush him, uh, maybe hold him out maybe two weeks more or anything like that? I don't, the way they, that they were played this, this first game, I don't think there's a rush right now for him to be in there. Um, try to get his footing back, get, get a little bit more uh, practice under him with the team and everything. We might see him, like, in – the next couple of weeks, but I, I doubt that Bjorn puts him in within the next two weeks. 
You also got that game too uh, coming up in Houston midweek too. So oh yeah, that could be a, um, a, a possible game where he starts or goes in as a sub. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Maybe like he may like you know pop in for a couple of minutes. Uh, I don't really know like how much they care about this League's Cup game. I mean, it's a brand new tournament, so it's gonna be interesting to see how much like effort like the teams put into it. You know. Well, the effort side is going to be shown on the MLS teams too because they're almost a little bit more past halfway point of the season. And yeah. they're actually going to also do any importance to this tournament as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, going back to America, I mean, it's um, it's also like kind of like a good thing. And in a way, um, it's kind of like, you know how in Chicago Cup Champions League, how typically it's the MLS teams got that uh, – like are barely starting out their season. Yeah. I think that's kind of like a, you know, a way that I don't know if it's soon or I don't know exactly like how, because it's a CONCACAF sanctioned tournament. Um, but my point is that it's maybe like a way of saying demolish teams. Well, here you go. Now you guys get like a little bit of the advantage of having, you know, your season underway. But anyway, uh, sorry, Louis, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, steer your, the attention away from your America. Uh, <laughs> they did play good, man. They play good. Like, you know, I, I, I'm I'm Chivas by heart, and you know as much as I hate America, and it pains me to say that they're really really good. They really are good. So no, that, that came out very hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and the interesting thing also to see was uh, Nico Castillo getting his first two goals of the season right away in the first game. So he's pretty much trying to take this season as a redemption season uh, towards the fans that he he felt he could have done more last season. So, uh, start off on the right foot. So, we'll see how the rest of the season goes for him. Now, that's yeah. actually one of the things that uh, I was, uh, was meaning to get uh, your thoughts on, uh, especially since, like, uh, you've said before, Joe, we've all uh, passionate about La Liga and watch games. Did you guys expect the game to be as intense as it was for week one? Or did it catch you by surprise? Go ahead, Lewis. Um, honestly, for me, um, it was a little bit of a surprise. On the one hand, I mean, the first game for Monterrey, uh, America played the game prior um, with uh, Copa de Campeones against Tigres, so they had a little warm-up to have already a, an intense match. But this first game was uh, pretty much – it was it was shocking to see the score and how fast they were playing on both sides. Yeah, and it wasn't just that game, too. I mean, the other the, – like Tigres – Morelia was also for two, so I mean, I think the entire league I maxed. There was so many goals scored this week, and it seemed like exactly there was. I think only one game that ended up scoreless, right? The Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul and... Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's All crazy, right. man. That was actually a good uh, segue there uh, to the uh, the next topic we're going to come up. Uh, from what you guys saw in Week One, who do you guys have in your uh, top five power ranking for La Liga right now? Uh, Bravo. Let's start with you. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, yeah, got to be my my America team, right? Number one, right there. Um, but then second place, I would probably put Santos after the three zero defeat, uh, their win, their victory on Sunday, and uh, the other three would be. Um, I would put Pumas there on either the third or the fourth place, and I don't know. I guess Tigres. Tigres right there too, and then my fifth yeah. one would be. Huh, I don't know. 
I don't know about the PS5, <laughs> but I can, I can give you my top four. I can give you my top four. <laughs> that, you know, that just goes to show you, uh, based on what we saw on WhatsApp on our little, on our little chat group, like, Lewis wasn't kidding around, you know. He's like, America, Club America, Las Aguilas. I don't know what other else, like, name he gave. Like, you, you know, you probably actually called Exactly. Exactly. So that, that just goes to show you that he does not care. Like, for him, it's like America 1, America 2, America 3, America 4, and on and on and on. But whatever, man. It's, it's, it's the first game. Um, and you know what? Like, uh, uh, as far as the rankings go, like, I know it's like our personal rankings. That um, because it's the first week, like you know, I, I think uh, it's funny because I saw a couple of people, you know, mention Chivas, and I was just like, come on, guys, you know, <laughs> let's not fucking kid ourselves. Like you know, Chivas is not even in the top ten right now, like not not of this weekend at all by far. Um, I in my number in my top five, um, I actually do have them. I also have Santos and America is one and two. Um, but except that I do have Santos as number one uh, and America number two. Uh, and then after that, I think it's Tigres. Uh, and I was a little bit torn between uh, Pumas and Leon. Uh, and also I would sneak in uh, Cholos in there as well. You know, that's so I, those are, I guess, my top six. But I'm just like, you know, I'm not surprised at all because once again, we're seeing that Liga MX is just competitive all the way across, you know, from top to bottom. And, and I can guarantee you the next week, one of these teams that ended up, like, you know, winning is probably going to end up, like, losing or going down and vice versa, you know? Like, how about Querétaro winning? How about that? Nobody saw that coming. No. That was a shock. No, not at yeah. all. So, I don't know. What, what about you, uh, Perez? Who do you have as your top five? Well, I mean, I guess the, the, the top two stayed pretty even. Uh, from what we saw. I also have America Santos. I do have America 1, uh, Santos 2. Uh, for my third position, I have uh, Leon. And then this is where I went, uh, I guess, a little bit rogue. Where I do have Cholos at 4. Um, even though Puebla is one of those teams at the, the bottom of the table, uh, I think Cholos is going to surprise a lot of people this season again. Uh, they did some pretty good signings in the offseason. Nothing too rowdy. Uh, there was a big, uh, a good article on El Tri online again uh, on Cholos and the the, the season. Yeah. And then at five, I did put uh, Tigres on there. So I yeah, guess Sebastian uh, wrote that, right? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The articles there, and um, yeah, so I think mostly our top, uh, well, four, five, and six <laughs> are are about the same. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's going to be very interesting to see which ones of these teams can stay atop their game. Uh, next week and in the coming weeks because, like you said, Liga MX is – I kind of look at it in a, in a way kind of like the NFL where uh, yeah. every week is a different week. And Any Sunday. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter who's on there. Like you said, Querétaro coming up and, and beating uh, Toluca. Um, like you said, you had Pumas on yours. I did not see Pumas coming either. Yeah, I know. I thought San Luis was going to put up a, a good fight for their first game. Uh, but there's something else. What did you guys think about the, the newcomers, about uh, – Atletico San Luis and uh, the Bravos. Go ahead, Bravo. That's a good segue, uh, Bravos. <laughs> I actually I didn't I didn't catch the the Juarez game, but I did uh, see clips of the Atletico San Luis game. I honestly thought they were gonna pull out the victory, but um, but I I feel like from those two teams, the one that will probably have a better season this uh, Apertura would be um, Atletico. Yeah. 
I think so too. I think they do have a better chance. Juarez, I, I think they're just. Um, I I don't know. Like I I I really don't know enough of them. But I mean, like you know, just like the whole, you know, fiasco and the movement. I mean, they were Lobos last season, and then they became Juarez. You know, or or, or Bravos, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like I don't I don't know. Like I mean, it it like the whole move in general just seemed like a little fishy to me. I'm really glad that we got, you know, Mexican soccer at the border cities because it's great. You know, it just, it's so much easier. And, I, and I'm sure you can say this, um, you know, Perez, that, you know, having like, uh, you know, football right there in the border must be really exciting, no? Oh, yeah, man. As soon as uh, the signing, uh, well, the move, I should say, uh, happened, uh, it was all over social media, man. That's any uh, everything anybody could talk about. Of course, uh, even in the border, we had naysayers with the whole, uh, well, they had to buy a place, they couldn't burn it uh, type of situation. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're going to be uh, uh, punching up this season for that same reason. I don't think they had a lot of time to prepare. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the signings they made were thinking about fighting for the Ascenso uh, Championship, not the, the Liga MX Championship. But I think if they could ma- maintain maybe middle of the table, uh, next off season is when they'll, they'll make a big splash. Well, and then also let's not forget that they did make it to the Copa MX final as well. You know? Yeah, they yeah. They, they played some pretty good teams. I think they, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they eliminated Veracruz, Pumas, and León. Yeah. It was, and, an, it was uh, I mean, any tournament like that, it's not an easy road. So the fact that they made it to the Copa MX final, I mean, they lost to America, you know, so it's, no, not, it's and, not bad. And they put up a fight in that final. It wasn't an easy game for America either. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't think it was an easy game for anybody because I remember that game and it was like a sixty mile per hour wind gusts. Uh, <laughs> there was a chance that it was going to get canceled, which yeah, kind of right. kind of sucked because uh, I think uh, if it was a, it was a good game, I mean a good weather day, we we might have gotten a better game than, than just a one zero. That's uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things uh, where uh, the what ifs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> it's. It's also relatively early, though, too. You know, like I said, I mean, both teams ended up losing. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, sometimes, like, you know, you know, it's like if we think about Leon's season, you know. Nobody saw Leon winning 12 in a row. You know what I mean? They started the season, like, you know, in a, eh, whatever. And then they just went on that incredible run. I don't think anybody here, you know, in a week one, two, or three was saying, oh, Leon's going to be one of the teams that, you know, is going to be just a uh, – an incredible team, you know what I mean? So I think the set could be said about any team, really, in Liga MX. And again, I go back to the same thing that I always bring up. You know, yes, we have our contenders. Yes, we have our, our incredible teams and our like perennial powerhouses. But like, you just never know, like you know, who's going to be that team who's going to make that crazy run. So, you know, yeah, that's how they play the good. games. <laughs> yeah, if week one is uh, any indication, though, we got a we got a really good season ahead of us. Hopefully. Uh, the level of competition maintains, man, and uh, it keeps giving us a good topic to talk about uh, in the upcoming weeks. Um, but like you uh, mentioned earlier, Joe, one of the things I did want to get into is uh, news broke this week that Edson Alvarez was going to sign with Ajax. Uh, yeah. What do you think about that, Joe? So, I, I yeah, and he's a, he was officially presented, like, you know, they did the whole jersey unveiling. Um so I, I like Edson Alvarez a lot. I think he's a very, very good player. He's very talented. 
Um, the one thing where I do kind of see him, uh, I think he just needs to mature a little bit uh, on the field, not so much, but more like, I feel like as though like he's done like a couple of antics that just don't make him look good. Uh, and an example of that was, I don't know if you guys remember last season uh, when they were playing against Tigres and uh, his own, uh, his uh, national team teammate, Carlos Salcedo called him out um, about like him, like poking fun. I can't remember like the situation or, or exactly like the, you know, the, the full details, but Salcedo called him out and basically said, yeah, uh, Edson, you shouldn't be making fun of anyone. Cause remember you were the crybaby at the world cup last year, you know? And obviously, yeah. like, for those of us who were watching the World Cup, like, you know, his at, at the end of the game against Sweden, you know, the world saw it's another one. It's like full-blown tears, you know. So Salcedo called him out about that. He pointed that out. Again, like, you know, I think it's just like a, one of those things where, like, he's going to go out to Europe and he's going to, like, become even better than what he is. So as long as he continues to mature, you know, as a person, uh, I think he's going to become like probably one of like the better players that we have on, on the national team for sure. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, I, he's a very interesting player. Uh, Maturity-wise, uh, maybe he needs to do a little bit of growing, but uh, from, from all the, the recent uh, big or splash signings that uh, Liga MX has had, I think he's going to be in the best, uh, or he put himself in the best, place to succeed uh, we saw what happened to Linus uh, last year yeah uh, it was a move to Spain but maybe not the right one true uh, we've seen other players move uh, to different teams that it doesn't really work out I mean Jimenez had a few good uh, stints here and there but nothing like we saw this past season when he finally got his groove in England yeah and I think uh, Ajax is just a a powerhouse of producing young players and getting them to the next level. So I think it was a great choice. Hopefully it pans out for him. And he's going to uh, play in Champions League too. Yeah, he's going to get the Champions League experience too, which is very, very important. Uh, what do you yeah. think about the Edson signing, uh, Bravo? I, I really like it. Um, obviously, he stayed an extra season, or they made him stay an extra season to just try to get his footing and continue and put up his value. But, I mean, he was injured for most of this past season. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see him actually play with Ajax and uh, how he gets assimilated to the European style of play. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, fun to watch. See, uh, hopefully, he, like I said, uh, he develops into the player he can be, uh, not only for, for himself, but uh, for the upcoming uh, cycle where we're going to have to uh, qualify for the next World Cup. Although, uh, like you mentioned earlier, Joe, and I think you had an article about it uh, on uh, three online as well. With the new um, system, it's, it, it should be a little bit easier for Mexico to qualify. But as last uh, the last hex showed us, uh, nothing's a given. <laughs> with, yeah, uh, no, with for the sure. US, uh, uh, getting left out of, uh, of the World Cup. But hopefully, uh, like we said, I guess we're all in agreement here. Uh, it's a good move for Edson, and uh, we all hope he, uh, he succeeds in that. And now... Um, now, Joe, I want to give you your chance to vent. <laughs> uh, are you, you mean, concerned? You mean, you, hold on. You, mean, you, <laughs> you, you mean you want you – you're going to give Lewis an opportunity to laugh at me? Is that what you're really trying to tell <laughs> I've been laughing the past 24 hours. 
Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So go ahead. Go ahead. Ask the question. Ask the question. Ask the question. Go ahead. All right. Are you concerned about Chivas, or even though they they have been a, on a little bit of a losing streak, have you seen any improvements or any anything that gives you hope, or or what do you think the big issue is now uh, with El Rebaño? Okay, so uh, I caught the from beginning to end the their two ICC matches. Uh, I was actually a little concerned from the get go. Um, with the schedule. Uh, and even then, they also have one more match tomorrow against Atletico de Madrid. It's these matches, these ICC matches, like honestly, at the end of the day, as a fan, other than the fact that they're playing against the European powerhouse or like European teams, I don't think any of the fans out there like give two shits about it, really, you know, because it really means nothing other than the fact, again, that they're playing against, you know, um, sub players from like these European teams uh, against Fiorentina. Uh, I remember watching that game and I was just thinking like, Oh my God, like, you know, Fiorentina's not even like, you know, one of the like better teams in Serie A. And it seemed as though like, you know, they were just kind of like walking all over them. Um, and then against Benfica's Benfica's, you know, obviously like, you know, one of the better teams from Portugal, but even so I was just like, man, like, you know, what, what's wrong with these guys? Um, but in the second half of the Benfica game, I did see a little bit of spark. Um, I saw, you know, Ponce and Vega play really good. Both of them had like really good opportunities at goals. And one of the things that I liked was the fact that they were shooting, which is something that a lot of Chivas teams don't do. They try to like, you know, create like so many plays, but they want to like literally walk in the ball into the goal. But I actually saw them like, you know, taking cracks. At, at, at the goal and that's one of the things that I really really liked um, the other thing is they have a, this young guy uh, Cesar Hurtado I don't know if you guys uh, have heard of him but um, Berenice pointed him out as one of the players to watch in, uh, in, in her article and uh, this guy he's like a young talent and he's really really good uh, he's, 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 he could be like one of those guys that actually like ends up like surprising and ends up developing into something and someone really good Anyway, that said, coming to, like, the regular season, I was concerned because of all these games that were being played. And uh, when you play a game on Saturday and then you play a game on Sunday, you open up your regular season on a Sunday, you're like, I had zero expectations of Chivas winning yesterday. Like, zero. Uh, and, I had, and, and, and so much so that I even told my mom as she was doing, filling up her quinella bracket, mom, do not bet for Chivas. <laughs> that's how that's that's how confident I was that she was just was not gonna win, you know. Um, yeah, I mean it's still early, so there's hope. Um, I, I, I'm wondering, the, you know, how Oriol Peralta is gonna, you know, just mesh with the team. I wonder, like, if you know Tomas Boy is gonna end up like you know just like making uh, adjustment and trying to you know implement his system. Um, he's not a bad coach, but I think that there's just like so much work that needs to be done. And, you know, right now, like if you're a Chivas fan uh, and you lose three, nothing at the beginning of the season, uh, you know, it, you can, the only thing that you can do is just shake your head. However, here's the other thing I wanted to point out really quick. Um, Santos Laguna for the last like 10, like years, 15 years 
has always played Chivas really hard. And if you look at the record, like between Chivas and Santos Laguna, I think like Santos has won 70% of the games against Chivas, you know? So that also says a lot because again, you know, they started out when I saw that it was Santos opening game, I was like, Oh man, you know, and next week, obviously it doesn't get any easier because they got to play together. So anyway, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything to add to that Bravo or uh, you, you're, you're going to let Joe uh, say his piece. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll let Joe, uh, I'll keep my words quiet. Stay quiet. <laughs> he's he's been tortured enough already for the past twenty four hours. So yeah, well, I mean, uh, honestly, like uh, like Bravo said, and like you know, Joe, uh, I I'm an Atlas guy, so seeing Chivas like this kind of fills me with joy as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw a couple of the games too. I mean. It looks like they're 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 finally starting to get it, like you said. Uh, that shocked me too when I saw them starting to take cracks from outside the box. I think is it's not just odd in uh, Chivas, but I think that's uh, kind of rare in in uh, La Liga MX altogether. All um, yeah, uh, it's very rare that you see a team just start taking cracks, playing a, a kind of a, an English Premier League style where guys are confident enough to to take a crack from 25, 30 yards out. Uh, like you said, it doesn't get any easier going to uh, to play Tigres, but uh, no. we'll see. I mean, and the uh, goal. It, no, it's I'm... usually not a good thing to see the the big teams uh, so low. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's usually good for for La Liga. Uh, I mean, yeah, everybody's like laughing at them right now, but I think it, the the Liga is a little more exciting when uh, Chivas, America. Uh, Cruz Azul and even the, the Monterrey teams are up there fighting it because at least you know you're going to get, uh, like you said, a lot of those games in the Liguilla where, where they're just going to go at each other and it makes it yeah. a little more interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then you know, going back to, like, you know, them taking shots, uh, you know, from, from outside, the goal against Fiorentina was uh, was from a shot, a shot from outside the box, you know. It wasn't, like, the best shot, but it was because it, it ended up, like, you know, uh, getting deflected from one of the defenders and it, it went into the goal. But the point is that, you know, had he not taken the shot from outside the box, it wouldn't have, the ball would have not been deflected and gone in, you know? So it, it just frustrates me, like, watching Liga and Mex, Mexican teams and even the Mexican national team when they play not to take shots from outside the box, you know? When they have the skill and talent to be able to put the ball, you know, into the back of the net from, you know, 20, 30 yards out. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that uh, I think is a very underused option in uh, in Liga MX. But hopefully, if if, uh, if if Chivas starts doing it and it starts working, you could bet that we're going to see a lot more shots coming uh, from every team, especially with the players that that are on the pitch. At sometimes you kind of wonder why why nobody does it a little bit more. But <laughs> that's just uh, the league is played now. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of the league. Um, how did you guys do in your quinella this week? Uh, Bravo, how did you do? Oh, I actually did not record, end up recording my uh, quinella. Ooh, I totally forgot to redo it. So they didn't get recorded there. But my initial one that I had put there, I think I did it pretty decent. I think I had like five or four games that I actually did uh, get correct. Damn. How about you, Joe? 
Oh, dude, I was I was bad. I was bad. I think I ended up like getting four four games. It was yeah, and and uh, and it was like it's funny because um, I didn't even know. Yeah, like no, like when I when I look back, I was like, damn, four games. Like it, it was just bad. It's it's awful. Yeah, which uh, which goes to show you that uh, it it, uh, it was an unexpected first week. I mean, uh, some games went how we thought. A lot of them didn't. Uh, again, the quick reminder to to everybody listening. Uh, go ahead and go sign up your Quinella uh, at com. Uh, Joe, you want to give them a quick rundown on how to sign up and uh, enter? Yeah, so all you got to do is visit uh, l3online.com forward slash ETO Quinella, and then there's a little button right there where you uh, just press. Uh, it says to click register or log in, and, you know, if you haven't logged in, I mean registered, uh, you know, just kind of follow those instructions. You know, it's just basically going to ask you for your name, uh, create a username and um, your email, uh, and then you're going to get uh, an email from us basically just to update your password. But once you're registered and you go to the ETO page uh, in the Canela um, part of the menu, then you can just uh, basically submit uh, submit your predictions. And, you know, um, I actually just uh, put up weeks two um, in there. So if you're already uh, if you're listening to this, and you're going to participate for this week, uh, you can go to the week two section. And, uh, you know, once you fill in your predictions, then just click save, and that's it. You know, under the computer, basically does the rest. And right now there's like a two-way tie between, I think it's a person called Agoseg and Alex5, uh, and they got 38 points each. Um, so basically, you know, they got half, uh, a little bit more than half of the maximum uh, amount of points because the maximum amount of points you could get is 72 points then that's if you get every single game right and every single score right so remember you get five points for the correct outcome so that means if you decide if you pick whoever the winner is or if, if you pick a draw and then if you get the uh, the exact score then you get uh, an additional three points but anyway like i said like you know the, the coolest thing of all is that uh it's me and now next week, uh, because we ended up getting um, a draw, so the the uh, gift card we were going to give away for this week is now going to move on to next week's pot. So unless there's a draw, if somebody ends up winning next week, um, then what we're going to do is we're going to end up, um, you know, giving the gift card and then also a new price. Uh, we don't know what the price is yet, still to be determined, but it should be like a nice little price. And again, you know, and if nobody wins this week, then it's going to move on until, like, somebody eventually ends up, like, you know, breaking that uh, that tie. So, uh, you know, so, again, if you guys want to participate, again, it's free, and I want to reemphasize free. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and it's very, very easy to do. Um, by the way, guys, do you guys, did you guys find it also easy to use, or, like, is there something that you think uh, we should be doing different? I thought it was, like, a big improvement from last season. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think uh, it, it went a lot easier. It's a, it's a lot easier to keep track and a lot quicker to uh, to make it happen, uh, to make your picks and everything like that. Uh, it was a, a smoother transition than what uh, we had last time. Um, so I think it's a lot easier. Um, good prizes, and like you said, uh, uh, it's free. <laughs> yeah. So uh, – uh, if you, if you got all that uh, Liga MX uh, know-how, go ahead and uh, make your picks. Um, see if you can go ahead and, uh, and knock uh, 
what is it, an Alex uh, five and a goose egg uh, off the top of our leaderboard. Yeah, and, and then, you know, the other thing, too, that I also want to remind people is that uh, this event is not a sprint. It's a marathon, you know. So in addition to, you know, winning prizes or, or the ability of winning prizes every single week, you're also going to have the chance to win a very big grand prize at the end of the regular season. So, Bravo, you better get on it and you better get your, your, your account up and ready because if not, you're going to miss out on that opportunity, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to make sure I record my, my predictions this time for sure. <laughs> I want that big prize at the end. Oh, no. oh yeah, it's it's sounding like it's gonna be a good one, man. So so yeah, sign up, uh, get your picks in, and uh, and uh, hopefully you're at the top uh, when when that last week rolls around. No, actually, hopefully I'm at the top, so I can pay that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, I think with that we have come to the end of this podcast. Any uh, any last words, Joe? No, I mean, it's, uh, it, it was cool to do it, uh, you know, once again. I know it had been a minute. Um, and I know that, you know, with the relaunch, uh, we're going to end up doing a lot more of these. Um, it was really fun to have Lewis on uh, for the first time. Uh, so, you know, I just hope that the rest of the team uh, members end up, like, you know, uh, coming on and uh, giving us their thoughts. And also, the other thing that I wanted, uh, I wanted to see um, what you guys thought, it'd be kind of cool, like, if we could – get a couple of fans up in here too, you know, just to get some perspective from the fans. What do you guys think about that? I think that would work. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's cool. I mean, as it is like we're fans ourselves, but like, you know, if there's any readers out there or like any, like, you know, over like social media followers, you know, who want to participate in the podcast, you know, I mean, they want to express their thoughts on, on Mexican soccer. Or maybe they just want to talk shit to us, you know, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think you want to open up that floodgate yet, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. No, but it was it was fun, Lewis. I really appreciate uh, you guys taking this time. No, well, All thank right. you guys for having having me on for the first time, and we'll hopefully more of our contributors can make it as well. Yeah, hopefully, uh, like I said, this is a a little bit of a, a relaunch we're going through right now. Uh, kind of coincides a little with the relaunch of. Uh, not only our uh, website or update a website again at el3online.com, uh, uh, the new Quinella again at again el3online.com forward slash uh, ETO Quinella. Uh, but hopefully, like you said, uh, we can go ahead and keep this going, get as many people as we can on uh, active with, uh, with the ETO podcast. And one of the new things also, uh, not before we were only available on Spotify and through the Anchor app, and now we are also available on iTunes. Nice. Nice. We have the uh, Apple phones, uh, iPads, uh, iPhones, anything like that. Go ahead and go to your podcast icon, look up uh, ETO podcast, and go ahead and give us a subscribe, guys, if you like what we're doing. And like I said, who knows, maybe uh, sooner or later we'll have a few fans on here uh, either sharing their thoughts or uh, uh, going at it with, uh, with Joe and Bravo. that. <laughs> <laughs> that we got that's pretty new uh well not 100 percent new but it's definitely fresh uh the logo oh yeah I, that's what i was gonna ask right now yeah, yeah right the new, the new logo looks good uh that's very modern uh very up to date 
If you guys haven't seen it again, check it out. It, it, it it's a whole new look, not only for the website and the logo, but uh, pretty much for everything is uh, is getting updated at L3 online. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I, I want to congratulate Alex for doing like a really really awesome job on that. He just like made that thing pop. Yeah, it, it, it does look really good. Cool, dude. All right, so uh, once again. Uh, for myself, uh, Luis P, El Jefe Joe Rodriguez, and Luis Bravo, uh, thank you guys once again for listening to the ETO podcast, and uh, we will see you pretty soon. Mm-hmm.